Today we are here with Stephen. Happy belated birthday to you. Happy belated birthday to you. Happy belated birthday to one half of our guest today, Chloe. Happy belated birthday to you. <laughs> we also have Chloe here. Hi. And Alex. Hi. Thanks for having us. We're very excited to have you. So the first thing we're going to do is have you guys introduce yourself. We want to know your Hogwarts house, your Patronus, and if you were on a Quidditch team, what position would you play? My drink just arrived. (laughs) (laughs) I want a kind sir delivering me drinks during the podcast. I know. I have a really good husband. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead, Chloe. My Hogwarts house is Gryffindor. And your Patronus? My Patronus is an otter. And what position on Quidditch would you play? Um, probably chaser. Chaser? <laughs> yeah, I can see you as a chaser, knocking people around. <laughs> um, I'm a Hufflepuff. My Patronus is a St. Bernard, which I was like, what? But now it kind of makes sense. And... Um, I wouldn't play Quidditch, and I wouldn't even go to the match. I would stay in the common room and eat <laughs> cookies and enjoy the quiet. That's acceptable. I always say I'd be the scheduler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd be like, I'll, I'll plan the party for after. So, Chloe, I'm curious, what are some of your favorite things about being a Gryffindor? Even if you're scared, you can be and, like, Make it through it. And you said you like wrestling trolls? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm kind of with your mom on the whole eating cookies thing. So so being brave is great and fighting trolls is awesome. But if I can hang out and have some cookies, I, you, you've got me there. There's, there's nothing better in this world than a, a hot plate of chocolate chip cookies. I'll tell you one fun thing that has no relevance to this podcast is my parents I'm st- so I'm living with my parents right now during all this fun this That's fun perfect. time um which is just outstanding and I love my mom and dad um and they're currently out visiting friends on their driveway doing some sort of social distance hangout and I really wanted some cookies cuz well I like cookies and so 5 minutes before this podcast started I was going through the kitchen looking for anything I could find to eat and all they had was fig newtons um, so I didn't have any tasty dessert and now we're opening this out by talking about cookies. So I'm going to be grumpy for the rest of this episode. <laughs> Sorry. Give me your address when we hang up. <laughs> but also no shade on Fig Newtons. Fig Newtons I like Fig Newtons. Oh, of course you like Fig Newtons, Danny. That, that I've never, that nothing has surprised me more about the things I've learned about you from doing this podcast than that you like Fig Newtons. Actually, we buy Fig Newtons which is like the Paul Newman version. Because <laughs> they give I think, their money to charity. Is there like a Paul Newman version of Teddy Grahams? I don't know. I feel like I may have seen those back there in my parents' pantry. I don't know. The Paul Newman, the Newman company, will gladly take any free product you send us. Yeah. Hit me up with the Newmans. <laughs> so... Okay, so I'm curious, and Alex, we can start with you because, well, your Potter journey, just by the law of years and age, started before Chloe's. Um, how did how did you come into the Potterverse? I know. So, for all the listeners out there, if you want to do a deep dive, um, I you know, and we'll talk about this throughout the podcast. You have been very candid throughout your Pottergram experience, and I love that about so many different reasons why you you're engaged in the potogram and what it means to you and how it impacts your life. So I love that. Um, so, you know, I encourage the listeners to all go check out your page and, and do some reading, but for those who just want to listen, um, what is your Potter story? Well, I found Harry Potter the summer before the first movie came out. So it was summer of 2001. I was 20. I was working as a camp counselor, after school program leader, and um, in my classroom, we had like books and couches and stuff, and I couldn't leave at the end of the day until all my kids got picked up. And one dad was like super, super late. 
and he was reading and ignoring me. So I was like, mm, read and ignore him. So there was a book on the floor and it was Sorcerer's Stone. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll read this book that's like literally just sitting at my feet. And I knew the movie was coming out. So I started it and the kid got picked up and I kept reading it. And my boss was like, I'm going to lock up the building now. And I kept reading it and I took it home. And basically I just like didn't put it down. And I read the first four books because that's what was out. And then I just was like completely hooked, obsessed immediately was like planning my life around Harry Potter. And from then on, I went to every single midnight release of the movies, midnight release of the books, except for the sixth movie because I had just given birth to Chloe. Thanks a lot. And uh, <laughs> we even went to see um, the midnight release of Cursed Child, which was great. The book, the, the script. So yeah, it's been almost 20 years. I can't believe it. But I, I am the same age as the trio. So I was born in 1980. They were born in 1980. So I'm like, all right, I'm kind of the same age as Harry. Ish. He's older than me. I love that. Not least of why, because my parents, who again are lovely people, um, they would never let me stay up that late. So I was never able to go to any midnight anything, especially because never mind the midnight factor. They also still to this day don't understand the Harry Potter thing. Um, and so, Chloe, let me tell you that you have lucked out in so many ways here. Because, A, you're allowed to stay up till midnight for cool things. That, that's awesome. And, B, your mother gets Harry Potter. I mean, what could be better? And I didn't want to, like, shove it down her throat. So I was like, please like Harry Potter. Oh, my God, please like Harry Potter. <laughs> well, so how does that work? So, so – is Chloe sitting in the proverbial crib and you're like reading, trying to get it in, like imprinted into her like precognition brain? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it was. So Chloe has spina bifida and for the first couple months, especially of her life, she was in and out of children's hospital in Boston. She had a couple of surgeries. She had appointments all the time. And I live, you know, only like 35 miles from Boston, but in traffic, you can be in the car for like, two, three hours. So she would fall asleep in the back seat and I'd be in my car, like freaking out about my baby and listening to the Harry Potter books because um, it was either that or like lose it, you know? So she listened to all the books on rotation for the first several years of her life. Um, who's the American narrator for the books? I can't remember. Jim Dale. It was so great. Um, and then a couple times when she got a little older, I tried to start reading them to her. Anytime she lost interest, it was like the first sentence of the first page. I was like, yeah, let's read something else. I just didn't want her to hate it or think it was dorky or whatever. But then once I'll let you tell this, I was like, I'm going to the midnight release of Cursed Child. And, and my friends were going yeah. too. And so I wanted to go because they were going. And I was like, yeah, come on. Yeah. But you got really excited. You saw how everyone was all dressed up. And someone said, what house are you in? And you were like, deer in headlights. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, I think she's a Gryffindor. But then you, she won the costume contest. She won a Hermione wand. I mean, she was like on their Facebook page. So the next morning, she's like, let's read. And because she got the magic, like immediately. She saw how fun it was. Yeah, so Chloe, what what is it about Harry Potter uh, that that made you like so excited about it? Right? What 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 was? Is it the characters? Is it the the places? The magic? Is it everything? Right? What 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 is it about Harry Potter that's so special for you? Um, everything, but mostly the magic because it's just so fun to read about magic. And you want to go to Hogwarts? She just turned 11. We've got, like, what is it? I'm not really great with math here, but 20, 20-something days till September 1st? Yeah. I was like, would you leave me and go to England? And she's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go to England. I would go to Ilvermorny. Yes, we live about two hours from Ilvermorny. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, you can go to Ilvermorny. See you at Christmas. <laughs> You don't realize how young 11 is until you have an 11-year-old. 
Yeah, no, I can't. I can't relate to that. No, I, I neither have an 11 year old, nor can I remember what it was like to be 11. So I remember being 11. Uh, all right, Danny, one more question. Indulge me. And then I will be quiet for a little while. I promise. So I'm curious, Alex, what, what did Harry Potter mean to you kind of as you went through the series, right? That first time, right. And you became a fan and, and how has that shifted now that you have a daughter who is not only obviously changes your worldview, but someone who's also so into Harry Potter as well. Like, has, has what Harry Potter means to you changed? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, I find myself relating to different characters. I, I guess everyone relates to the trio when they're younger. But now I sort of I'm like, Molly Weasley is my girl. <laughs> you know, I, if I could be a half the mom that Molly is, I love the way she's always like welcoming kids into her house. Um, and that's kind of what we try to do. Like I want all Chloe's friends to feel welcome and happy. And I always have a million extra toothbrushes and extra pillows. And, and they always ask to bake cookies. They always ask to bake cookies. They always do forget their toothbrush. So yeah, I think that has been, been the biggest thing that's changed is that now I can see it from like the adult's point of view in the book. Um, but I've definitely like traveled through the series with all the characters. Okay. I thought you were going to be Oh, you said I'm going to get cookie. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. That's not very nice. <laughs> that, that. that feels, that, that feels like a direct kind of little poke. No, like, no, hey, no. Cookie. Can you grab her? She's right here. Yeah. We have a cat named cookie. Oh. Which is very Hufflepuff of us. I, I love that. Yeah, she's very cute. A cat named Cookie. Okay, well, either way, I'm jealous. Yeah, and loves cats. Love cats. Aww. Love cats. Are you going to get a cat when you're um, on your own? Uh, no. No, only because one of the things I love is like the freedom and flexibility I have, having no responsibility for anything beyond like you know, this disaster of a human. So like, if I want to go visit Universal for the weekend, all I need to do is lock my door, put the key in my pocket and go. Right. Um, And I love that. And as much as I would love having a cat, then I have to think about things like food, litter box, attention, all the other kind of things. And with a cat, you can kind of go away for two nights. We just leave a really big bowl of food. Beyond that, they get mad at you, I think. See, every cat's different about that. Because So my family cat, who's still here, he's 15 and trucking along. Um, you cannot leave food out. You can't. Really? Oh, no, 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 no. That, like Garfield to the to the nth degree. Um, he eats human food. He eats cat food. He eats, he eats lint. He doesn't care. He'll eat anything in front of him, and he'll eat as quickly as he can. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah. Um, Mean your cat vibe, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the traveling doesn't condone live animals. People, I just moved and everyone's like, when are you getting a pet? And I'm like, "Mm, I like traveling too much. I know. uh, I miss traveling so much. That's the worst part about this. I've been whining about this for like six months. So sorry if you've heard it already, but I was supposed to go to France in November for my birthday and we're not going. (laughs) Because I'm going to be 40. So it's going to be a big one. Yeah, next year was supposed to be a big Potter trip for me to London and everything, and it's been placed on the back burner. Have you gone before? I've been to London for one day because I stayed in Wales, and I took the train in. It doesn't count. You have to go back. It does not count. It, It does not count. We were actually at the Harry Potter studio tour a year ago today. Oh, wow. All right. So, so this is, uh, Danny, I know that we have kind of an order of how we want to talk about things on this podcast, but I'm about to blow straight through that. Go blow it. What did y'all think about the studio tour? Talk to me about some of your favorite memories, the coolest things you saw. Talk to me about that. Oh, I'm absolutely obsessed. So we were only there for four hours because we went on a bus. So I will tell anyone who's going, go for longer than four hours. But um, I would say that my favorite part, I really love the Forbidden Forest where you walk through the Forbidden Forest and like all the creatures come down. And like all the spiders. Yeah, the spiders. Stephen, why? Are you scared? You don't like that? Oh, I, look. Chloe says they're fake. (laughs) They might be fake. No, they're fake. Look, 
I know that they give you the option to bypass it if you if you don't want to deal with it. I walk through it because, well, I paid money to do it, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, you have to. But oh, good gosh! Oh, so yeah, creepy. When the spider comes down, mm-hmm. it's spooky. Well, or like- the one that's like hidden underneath the tree. It's like sitting there. Mm. So you have to go with a kid. So like you're sort of in, in your mind, you're like comforting them, but you're really comforting yourself out loud. Yeah. It's not real. It's okay. You'll be fine. <laughs> She's like, I'm fine. It's, you're the one freaking out. I've been next to him on the Forbidden Journey at Universal more than enough times when they go through the spider area. No oh, matter what, he won't calm your, down. Give us your Forbidden Journey scream. It's not a scream so much as it's like a no, 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 it, no, no. It's no, more like, no. oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, and we also love Gringotts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wasn't that so cool? I saw that in January for the first time. Yeah, it was awesome. And I didn't realize until I joined the Pottergram that they rotate for the seasons there. So now, like, we have to go back at Halloween. We have to go back at Christmas. Have you guys been at different times of the year? Yeah, so I have been for, like, the regular, quote-unquote, and for the winterized, like, Hogwarts in the snow. Um, I have not been for Halloween or Valentine's Day or any of those. Oh, they do that, too? They do Valentine's Day? Yeah. I think they started that one last year. I think it's newer, man. Oh, yeah. Chloe wanted to know if they're Cupid's running around. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know. And His eyes are green as a fresh pickled toad. His eyes are green. Yeah. One of the Good things job. I love about the studio. Oh, look, I can do terrible impressions all day long. If, if that's how we want to laugh and spend this podcast episode, we can do that. Um, I'm like deep in the tequila. Do it. <laughs> one of the things I love about the studio tour is no matter how many photos you see on Instagram, and I think Gringotts is a great example of that. Like, I saw all the photos when they first opened up the Gringotts thing. And it looked incredible. Yeah. But seeing it in person was like a whole different world. I hadn't seen any pictures. Oh, well, see, so, okay. I saw oh, when they when they announced it and they had, there was like a special night where all like the Wizarding World gold people got to go. Yeah. So like people like, oh, I'm going to forget so many humans. But like, I know the Greg who lived was there. Um... I really want to say Shauna Weasley was there and oh, you know, a bunch of like the uh, Katie, our friend, the Harry Potter fan went, um, but you know, a bunch of like the British Harry Potter people were there right. um, and they were all, it was like, a closed off special event. So they got to take all these like exclusive photos with no crowd and all that. Amazing. Um, and it looked really cool, but until you get to go and experience it for yourself, there's yeah. just no, no photo can do justice to that experience. I, no, it was amazing. And I, the reason I think that four hours wasn't enough was because I like to read like every single description of every single prop. And I couldn't, I had to just sort of like walk through and be like, Oh, there's this set, there's this set, there's this set. And I would have liked to stare at every single Triwizard tournament prop. I, w- I spent like five, 10 minutes just staring at all the Horcruxes. I was amazed that they, they like, carved or engraved went beyond measure as man's greatest treasure in the diadem i was like no one would ever see that on screen like that's just amazing i love detail and their harry potter does detail like better than any any franchise i think that's one thing i have not done yet that was the big to do on my now delayed list. So we're not even allowed it. <laughs> no, nope. we couldn't go if we wanted to. No, nope. well, we were going to go to France in November and I was trying to think of ways to like go to England first and then to France. So we could do the Harry Potter studio tour again. Cause my husband didn't go and he would love it. Yeah. I was in Europe a year ago this week and I remember, like, because I met up with my mom and we did a Mediterranean cruise. And I, like, tried every way to figure out how to get me to England, either going or coming. And it just never worked out. Turns out, England's an island. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy to get to. 
Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay, Danny. I'm going to be, let's do some role reversal here. Let's do some Freaky Friday. And I can try to get us back on track because we have so much we want to get through with y'all and we're, we want to be respectful of your time. Um, Danny, do you want to walk us through some Harry Potter favorites? Let's talk about your favorite characters. Let's start there. Chloe? Um, my favorite character is Luna. Okay, why is Luna your favorite character? Because she's very nice and funny. And, and am I, dre- yeah, I was going to say, am I making things up in my head or have I seen you dressed as Luna before? Yeah, I dressed as Luna to Leakycon. We awesome. had so much fun putting that together. That was like combination of Hot Topic, Amazon, and Thrifted. And the jacket was the thing that was like really stressing us out. I could not find a cute pink jacket. It was so tight. Life. I couldn't breathe. Yeah, I finally found one like two days before and I was like, I know it doesn't fit. You just wear it anyway. <laughs> but you were a champ and she kept the Spectre Specs on all day too, which I don't know if you've ever worn Spectre Specs, but they have like a pattern on the glasses. So it's kind of hard to see out of them. I'm like, do you want to take those off? And she's like, no. So she was really hardcore about it. On of Luna's there. You took a lot of pictures with other Lunas. I'm assuming that was the Boston one. That was the Boston one, yeah. We were so there. Chelsea and Brandy were both there as Lunas. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. They did oh, Luna. Yeah, yeah oh, they yeah. both had their, their lion Luna, heads. Yeah, Luna's part of like their starter kit for cosplay. <laughs> when they travel, <laughs> really right? Like, like even though the lion head is massive and very hard to travel with, that kind of is like what you get with them as table stakes. Right, so, like that. Yeah. They're so awesome, and they made them right. Yes. Ah, so cool. That'll be our next project. I'm not crafty at all, so I'll have to really Google all the hell out well, of it. Either of them are always welcome to help others with their lion heads because oh, they have okay. now learned new tricks of the trade. Ooh, okay. I um, I did not know that the partogram existed until we went to LeakyCon. So all these people were there that I didn't know until like, you know, a couple months later. So like missed opportunity. But, but the, the great thing about the community is in a normal world where we have events and we have things to go to, we're all always there and there's always going to be something else to look forward to next time. Oh, I can't wait. I'm like, how do I miss people I've never met? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we were all there. I know, I know. That's so, it's so frustrating. I was like, oh, they were there. But well, pending COVID, the next one should be in Orlando. I think we'll go. So we we get a twofer. We get the parks and a convention. I know, that's really, really neat. We were happy that it was in Boston, though, because we've always wanted to go, but I'm not really one to travel. For yeah. I've never been, actually, I've never been to any cons before that one. Boston. Yeah, we, we enjoyed Boston and the con both uh, separately. We ate a lot of food. Yeah, what did you guys do in Boston? What didn't we do? Um, oh, it was great. I ended up at the aquarium. We went to Downey Cider's Tap Room. We oh, tried God. every variation of food we could find. Uh-huh. Did you yeah. get so we did not go on the Salem trip because we did not get in. Well, I probably wouldn't have went anyway, only because I am so stingy with the time off I get from work. Oh, yeah. Like I, like I flew into Boston like that Thursday or whatever, when everyone went to Salem and I spent the day working out of a coffee shop because I didn't want to waste my PTO. Um, I, yeah, I don't blame you. And, and so, I have been to Salem previously, so I did not fly out early because I was conserving time off too. But that raises a great point, um, which is I know that y'all have a connection to Salem, and I know very little about that beyond the fact that you have a connection to Salem. So what is that connection? Well, Chloe and I are descended from one of the women who was accused, tried, and found guilty of being a witch during the Salem witch trials in 1692. She was um, not hanged, 
No one's really sure why. Some people think she escaped from jail. Some people think she bribed the jailer. But at any rate, she managed to get out of jail in Boston, waited out the trial in her home in Salisbury, and um, lived another maybe like eight or 10 years. So yeah, she was old too. She was like in her 70s. And she, her name is Mary Bradbury, and she had like eight kids. So a lot of people are descended from Mary Bradbury, including Ray Bradbury. Oh. The writer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is really cool. And it's, it's really cool. So if you go to Salem and go to the Salem Witchcraft Memorial, you'll see all these um, engraved around from the trials. And one of that she said during her trial, she said, I'm wholly innocent of such wickedness. And I stand over that all the time. Every time I go, I go a lot. I, I love it there. Very close to there. And I just stand over and I'm like, Mary, we love you. That is super cool. See, all the only exposure I've had to Salem beyond, of course, kind of reading in high school and you know, all that are all of the photos that like are amazing friends. And I don't mean to diminish our friends or their photos, but like, uh, Chelsea, Brandy, uh, Karina. I think that's it. I'm sure there were probably more. I'm forgetting and I'm neglecting to mention. I'll get in trouble for whenever this episode is released. But all the photos they took in front of that one house. Yeah. Right. I've seen, yes. I've seen those photos ad nauseum. And that's like really all I know about Salem. I mean, I know obviously it has the history of, of the witch trials and all that. But that's the only like actual kind of vision I have in my head of Salem is this house with our father. That's a pretty good vision. That is yeah. the house of one of the um, trial judges. And so he, that's like the only house from the 1600s that's actually left in Salem. Mm-hmm. When you go to Salem, there's not a ton from the witch trials. Like where they had the jail is now like condos and office buildings. And there's really more to see in Danvers, which is the town next door. There's like a excavated uh, archeological site where the, uh, parsonage was where it kind of started where like Tituba and the girls who were having convulsions and fit lived and you can go and see that archaeological site. There's the Rebecca Nurse house which is a house from the 1600s that someone else who is a convicted Salem witch witches weren't burned. They were only burned in Europe. They were only they were hanged in the United States and one was pressed to death with stones. A lot of people don't know that. Um, they were trying to get a confession out of him. It was a man um, and he kept yelling for more weight and they kept piling it on him until he died. He wouldn't confess. So it was like, it's actually very sad. You know, it, it's turned into like a Halloween circus kind of thing, but it, it is actually very, very sad. Yeah. I have friends that live in Beverly and they're down in the Salem area a lot. And they said it's Specifically, like in the last few years, it's gotten so crazy and has become more of like a carnival type thing during Halloween. Halloween is the entire month of October in Salem. I love it. I I think it's really fun. You walk down some of the streets and like, I mean, everybody's dressed up. You see vampires and Puritans and it's it's wild. I I absolutely love it. I think it's a lot of fun. Do you let you work? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he worked at that theater that's right down in Salem that does the reenactment type things during the holidays. Oh. When he was in college, that's what he did on the side. Yeah, so someone actually like stands in the road and pretends to be Bridget Bishop, and they like act it out. Is that the one? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so fun! They like arrest somebody in the street. Who is your favorite character, Alex? Oh, I love Sirius Black. I like a bad boy a handsome bad boy <laughs> a handsome rich bad boy he's all three right yeah yeah i love him he's always been my favorite and oh man did i cry when he died Whew. i also really love molly hey wait here's a good question i'm not sure this is apropos of nothing chloe have you read or listened to all of the books yes good for you okay okay you've got really cool parents really cool again my parents knew nothing about harry potter had all seven books been around when i was you know 10 11 12 though uh i don't know if they would have let me get through all of them so you you've got yourself you don't know this necessarily you got yourself a really good setup at home there you do you know i read all of them to her and then she's read a lot of them by herself do you have a favorite book out of them my favorite book is the second one the chamber of secrets 
I bet you don't hear that answer a lot. No. We don't. How come? I like that one because it's the first one Ginny's in. And Ginny's my second favorite character. Awesome. Love that. I thought you were going to say you were just a really big Professor Lockhart fan. <laughs> well, he's very handsome. He is very handsome. He's dreamy. Can't can't deny that. Most charming style. Three times. Three times, yeah. <laughs> so, Chloe, if you could take any of the classes at Hogwarts, any of them, which class would you take? Charms. These are all great answers, right? Like, Okay, well, I'm not going to bash other choices. Maybe your mom's about to choose one. I want to be respectful of our guests. Why would you take charms? Just seems fun to make things float and stuff. That's a great answer. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Yeah, uh, can't argue with me. No, when you're right, you're right. Yeah. You know, you Stephen has correct opinions. Stephen does have correct opinions. <laughs> you always remember that. Well, well, here's what I will say, and this is a broader PSA, because I've been thinking, not a lot, but somewhat about my opinions on this podcast. I am fine with people having opinions that are different than mine, so long as it's clear you've thought through them and have, like, a good reason for why you feel the way you feel. But you can still be wrong. <laughs> well, you, you'll be wrong, but I will respect the fact that you came with, like, some thought. If you just say something just like, hey, Michael Gambon's the best Dumbledore. And I'm like, why? And you're like, ah, he just is? Well, then. Uh. So I listen to your podcast when I run a lot. And I think I run faster when people say the wrong Dumbledore. <laughs> because I feel really strongly about the Dumbledore thing. And anyone who says they like Gambon the best, I'm like, man. And I like run really fast home. I don't know why. Oh, well, so, so, so then hit us, quick with, hit us quick with your favorite class, and then let's jump into the Dumbledore thing. Favorite class is Charms because it seems to be the most useful. Love it. It's practical. It's practical fun. Person. Also, like, I did a post about this a while ago. Why don't they teach these kids home ec? Nobody can cook. Nobody can feed themselves. Like, come on. It's crazy. Yeah, it's bad. It's, it's really bad. bad. Okay, so best Dumbledore is Jude Law. Period. He's handsome. He has the eye twinkle. He, like, he gets that Dumbledore is a little bad. Second best, Richard Harris. Third worst in the world, Gambon. All right. Well, Danny, just cut the episode. We're done. Like <laughs> it. We nailed it. Best episode yet. He yells too much. He Dumbledore does yell. Dumbledore doesn't yell. Also, Chloe has a pop of... Jude Law Dumbledore, and I'm like, am I, like, attracted to a piece of plastic? I think I am. <laughs> Look, I got myself a bunch of limited-release Harley Quinn pops the other month, and I had a similar moment where I was like, oh. I'm feeling weird. <laughs> yeah, there's something not right. When Jude Law was announced, I was, like, thinking of the things I knew him in. I was, like, trying to see it, and I wasn't quite there. And then one of my favorite movies, weird movie choice, is – um legends of the guardian it's the jack frost movie and he plays pitch black which is essentially the boogeyman and i was watching it and like i was like oh that's true thought i'm like oh he's gonna be a great dumbledore off of a cartoon oh, i've never even heard of that movie oh i love it it has a great cast chris pine like plays the lead in it and it's santa claus is in it it's Hugh jackman's on it but like i heard his voice and i'm like he's gonna be great because of that cartoon Handsome guys and Santa. Like, the movie can't get any better. Yeah, and he looks great in a tweed suit. The next question, and since you have listened to us, you will know this one is coming. Who would your friend group be if you were at Hogwarts? Like, who are the people you would hang out with? Luna, Ginny, and Cho. That's a great answer. That is a great group. And I'll throw in one more. What of all of the different pets and animals that we see, right? So Fox, Scabbers, Hedwig, Crookshanks. Pig, Errol, Crookshanks. Who's who's the Trevor. animal that you're hanging out? Trevor. Let's not leave out the frogs. We're pro frog on this podcast. Who is the animal that you're hanging out with in that group as well? Fox. Cool. Or Crookshanks. Also cool. So long as you didn't say scabbers, you were you were doing good. Yeah, Crookshanks is cool. Mm -hmm. Fox, he can fly me around. What about uh, you, Alex? Who are you hanging out with? Oh, probably. So I've never seen Puffs play. 
but I know enough about it to know that I'd be hanging out with the nondescript pasta for sure. <laughs> and you should change that and see it. You really should. I know. Wasn't it on, wasn't it streaming like earlier in the pandemic? It's all, it's, you can buy it on iTunes or Amazon video or any of them. I want to say it's like 20 bucks. I think, yeah, I I think it's 20. That's what I spent because I bought it on Amazon. Chloe said she changed her animal. Oh. A golden snidget. A golden snidget. Okay. You know what? Points for creativity. Well, in that case, I'm going to do a demigod. Yeah, but aren't those the invisible ones? Yeah, so it can hug me and I'll hide. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was more concerned about losing it because it goes invisible, but fair. Oh, fair, yeah, fair. right, right. I mean, but it, if it loves you enough, it'll always come back. Yeah, I well, think so. They seem loving. Right, but to me, it's kind of like in, is that Prisoner of Azkaban, where he goes to Flourish and Blots, and the book keeper, the, the guy is talking about, the shop keeps talking about the invisible book of invisibility. Yeah, never found. Like, yeah, <laughs> never found him. Right, that's how I feel about demi guys. It'd be like, oh well, I think he's sitting in the corner over there. And looks not. aren't sentient. Like that always bothered me. Invisible doesn't mean non-corporeal. He would have bumped into that. Like, yeah, like he would have at least broken an ankle a few times. Yeah, how many? They can't walk around. Yeah, I I don't believe him. I think he's just being dramatic. He didn't want to get out the gloves again. All right, all right, fair enough. Oh, okay. Here's a good question then. If you could go to any other shops in Diagon Alley or Hogsmeade, uh, what shop are you? And we'll include like the restaurants, so like Madam Puttyfoots or whatever, right? Three Broomsticks, etc. Um, what shop are you going to spend some time in? I'm going to say Flourish and Blocks because that would just be really fun. But I already know your answer. Weasley's Wizard Weezes. Oh, yeah. And what you are you buying buy. there? Pygmy Puff. Pygmy puffs are by and away. So I, I, not that I have thousands of people that cut, engage on my photos, right? So I have a very small sample size, but I put out a photo where I asked, like, what would you buy from the Weasley shop? And everybody more or less said pygmy puff. Um, oh, yeah. Those things are so popular. Ear. Or extendable ears. I don't want to know what people are saying about me. I would never be invisible and I would never spy on anyone. I don't want to know what people are saying about me. Yeah, the Skyving Snack Box, a couple people answered that. That's a good one because, A, you get value for your money because you're getting multiple things in one. Yeah. And, B, if you're in a bad meeting or class is really boring or you've been living at your parents' house for the past five months of pandemic and you need to escape for a little bit, there you go. Yeah. I mean, I maybe, like, you know poo if you were going to go to some place that um, – you weren't familiar with the food. Yeah, or really long flights. Really long flight. Yep. Yeah. There's some practical uses. Being on a boat. Being on a boat, going on like a hike or... Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. I like the Peruvian darkness powder, mostly because it just looks pretty. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Anything that glitters is very neat. What else? Oh, those little scuttly bug things. What are they called? Cookie. Uh, the decoy detonator yeah, things? The decoy detonator yeah. I will say, I liked how those were visualized in the movies. I loved how that looked. I, I, I can't think of how of anything in the movies that I don't like how it looked, actually. Okay, well, we can quibble on that one. Uh, what? Well, the biggest one, quite literally and figuratively, is Grop. Grop is awful. He looks like a cartoon. I will give you yeah. that. My employee wants me to get our, our cat. Go get Cookie. This break is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. 23 secret ingredients, 23 flavors. I forget what the 23 stands for. 23 is the spice of life. There's some 23 thing. Dr. Pepper, a delicious caramel-covered drink. 23 flavors. We're trying really hard to get Dr. Pepper as the official sponsor of Great Magic Podcast. It's not going well so far, unless Dr. Pepper marketing executives are listening to this right now, in which case, it's going pretty well. Hit us up. We love Dr. Pepper. Uh, so one of the things I know I wanted to talk about, because I, when I was digging through your mother's Instagram, Chloe, I saw something called Chloe Crafts. Yeah. What is that? That's my YouTube channel. And what do you do on there? I do all sorts of stuff, but um, pretty soon there's going to be a Harry Potter video coming out. Ooh, okay. You want to give a, like a little teaser about what you're going to be doing or no? Okay. 
slime. Are you guys, do you guys like live in the slime world? Probably not. I have nieces and nephews. Oh, okay. I'm the one that buys them the stuff to make the slime. And then I don't have to deal with it. That's what Chloe got for her birthday. She got a lot of glue. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you, I went to the mall back before this whole pandemic was a thing just to go because I was near a mall and I needed to get lunch. I don't really, I don't fully recall why I was in a mall, but I was in a mall. And usually in 2020, 2019, malls are kind of empty at this point. There was a line out the door, hundreds of people long, hundreds, kid you not, no exaggeration, no hyperbole. And it was all for slime. I, there was like a little slime stand that was set up for the day where they were giving out free slime in like little like jars. You would have been there. Every child in Maricopa County, Arizona was <laughs> in line for that slime. It was insane. Like you would have thought Justin Bieber was there. Is that a rel- is that a culturally relevant thing to say these days? I don't know. But Who, who's big? Well, Chloe likes a lot of YouTubers. She likes cool. Nick Paul and just Jordan. 33. Just Jordan thirty three. Okay. All people that I would not know. If the one YouTuber that I know, the one well, I know two technically. That's one is Oh, I, 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 now I know Chloe. I know three. That's true. So I know Chloe at Chloecrafts. Y'all go hit that subscribe button. I know the magical Latina, Karina. Yep. And I don't know them personally, but I follow their YouTube, uh, Rhett and Link, who do Good Mythical Morning. I watch a lot of Good Mythical Morning. I've never heard of that. I'm going to check that out. They are, they are the right brand of just like silly, meaningless fun, but like very well-structured. Have you guys seen, what is his name, Milton Mudblood? Yes. yes. He's amazing. Oh, my God. It's like he, you know how, like, Aphrodite burst out of Zeus's head fully formed? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel like he entered the potogram. I was just like, how are you so amazing? Immediately. It's like he's been thinking about it and planning it for, like, a years. Which very well may be true. Yeah. I mean, I was just like knocked out the second I saw his page. I, I was bonkers in love with him. Well, and that leads me to one, uh, I say one more fun topic. If there could be more to come up after this, who knows? But one more that I definitely know I wanted to talk about, which was I saw the other day, Alex, you had posted using the hashtag YPotogram. Mm-hmm. And again, I encourage all of the listeners, all thousands of you to go and follow Alex and who just plateaued over 1,000 recently, yes? I still can't believe it. Congratulations. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> um, so look, we've got about 2,000 people listening to the podcast, so we'll add 2,000 to the 1,000. You'll be doing great. Um, and so I encourage you all to go read that post and read all the posts, but um, talk to us about your journey into the Pottergram and the, the online Potter community, because I know you have a, a good story. I find it a good story. I mean, who am yeah, I but I one like person, that- but... I feel like I was really late to it because I've loved Harry Potter for now, like almost half my life. And I didn't even know there was a Pottergram until I went to LeakyCon in Boston in October. And I met Virginia from um, Madame Malkin's Robes for All Occasions. I took, I saw, it's like I saw her as an apparition across the room in this like beautiful velvet purple gown. I'm like, oh my God, can I take your picture? So beautiful. And she said, yeah, will you tag me? And I was like, yeah, yeah, what's your name? And she said, um, Robes for All Occasions. I think it's Robes for All Occasions. Yeah, yeah. Robes for All Occasions. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she's like, Robes for All Occasions. And I'm like, like the Harry Potter thing, even though we're like at LeakyCon. Um, she's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, fine. So I take her picture. I go home. I look at her page. And it's like all Harry Potter pictures. And I was like, what is this? This is amazing. And I look at all the people she's following and they're all Harry Potter people and all the people that follow her and they're all Harry Potter people. I'm like, what is this world? Like, it was just unbelievable. So I like, like I said on that post, I like kind of lurked for a little while. I followed a couple people, most notably Karina at Magical Latina and Bailey at Magic One Wand and also Brandy um, and a couple others. But after a couple months, I was just like, I want to do this. This looks so fun. And I had all these Potter pictures because we had been to England over the summer. We had gone to Universal. We were at Potter at LeakyCon. I was like, my family doesn't care about this. 
So I'm like, I'm doing it. So beginning of the year, 2020, 2020 is going to be a great year. I'm starting a Pottergram account. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly 2020 yeah. right there. Um, but I, I started it like right around the beginning of January and I was like, I'm, I just wanted a place to put my Potter pictures and that's kind of it. And like I said, Oh, I'm only going to follow other Potter accounts. And I pretty much have, but I don't know. I just didn't realize that everyone was so great. <laughs> like I didn't realize that people were like friends and that there was this like big online community, which is so weird because I feel like I've been into Harry Potter for so long and I missed it for so long. Um, but yeah, that's how I started it. And it was all really because of Virginia, because she did another post saying how she had a second account that her family and friends didn't know about. And I was like, Oh, I can do that too. Yeah. I, I relate to that story on such an intimate level. I mean, I you know, loved Harry Potter growing up and, and it, I don't need to go through that story for the millionth time on the podcast, but like, you know, it meant the world to me. Yeah. But it always meant the world to just me, right? And my world for Harry Potter was the books and the movies. And right. It. And then I had moved to Florida for a new job back in 2017. I knew Harry Potter World was up, you know, an hour up the street in Orlando. So I was like, I'm going to get an annual pass. And when I got that, I got like some sort of flyer about this thing called the Celebration Harry Potter. You like, got a flyer about it? Yeah, I got some sort of like, whether it was an e-flyer or whatever it was, I got some form cool. of like an advertisement saying Celebration Harry Potter 2018. Yeah, so I'm listening. Um, so I spent like $2,000 on a vacation one hour up the street from my home. That was one of the most transformative, transformational moments of my life because that's yeah. where I met Danny, where I met Brandy. I didn't get to know her that well, but where I bumped into Chelsea, mm -hmm. right? Like where I met all these people who have now become like my life. And I didn't, I, I didn't start my pottergram, ironically, up until after Leaky Boston, same time as you, more or less. Oh, really? Oh, that's um, cool. But... Right. The, I, I had never had any clue that there was this whole community of people that can be as disparate as Imana, who we love, who lives in the Netherlands, mm -hmm. to Amy and Iana, who are in California, to Emily in Texas, to, uh, I gotta find someone up north now for the sake of, Estina in New Hampshire, y'all in Massachusetts. Like Wait, Who's in New Hampshire? Um, Laserbrain Patchco. Really? Yeah. Hampshire. Uh, oh, y'all are in New Hampshire, not Massachusetts? Yeah. Oh, where in New Hampshire? We live like five minutes from Massachusetts. So okay. we, I grew up in Massachusetts, but Chloe did not. Chloe's actually legitimately from New Hampshire. Yeah. But a so granite stater. Yeah, a true granite stater. I, and also, like, all my work is still in Massachusetts. So, like, my mind is in Massachusetts, yeah. but my body is in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. So I'm writing that down. Yeah, and Lex is in Maine. Like we're, I, I love, I just love, I love that we are all over the world and we can be all so close. And what's even cooler is, especially, I don't, I know a lot of people on the West Coast, but I haven't been to, to the Hollywood Universal Studios yet. But when you talk about Florida, like, it doesn't matter if it's a big weekend, like September 1st, back to Hogwarts, or if it's a uncelebration, or if it's just a random weekend you're going, you can always count on. Karina, Paula, uh, Darwin and Jen, you know, the, the Central Florida Slug Club, like this whole community, you know, uh, Professor Lupin, David, uh, Remus' does cosplay, like all these people who are always like quite literally, I'm not going to cry, I promise, but who are quite literally always going to be waiting there to welcome you home. Um, and it's, it's, it's great. It's absolutely great. And like as a kid growing up reading the books kind of by myself in my room and loving that experience – I never could have fathomed this would be a thing. I know. I know. I knew that there was like a good size online community, but I kind of, I don't want to say I like grew up because I was in my 20s, but like I did kind of look at MuggleNet back in the day. I looked at um, the author who must not be named's website back in the day. So I knew it existed. But also, like, you guys have to understand. So, like, things are a lot different even, like, ten from 10 years ago. Like, I went to the park when I for my 30th birthday, and there was nobody dressed up. I mean, like, nobody. If you wore a robe, you were, like, strange. Now, Did if you... No, I don't even think they sold them. Now, if you don't wear something, you're strange, you know? And it's, it's just, like allowed people to be so much more themselves yeah. 
because I feel like I had this in me for a really long time, like laying dormant. And it wasn't until January when I started the partygram that I was like, you know what? I do want to dress up like Ombridge on a random Tuesday. <laughs> and I'm going to. I feel like it's done a lot for me, like personally, because of the pandemic, because of like um, finding a new way to be creative, making so many friends. And it's just really, really fun. I'm grateful every single day that I did it. And I think about it too much, probably. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely an amazing community that lets you show your nerd. Yeah, that's such a good way to put it. It's like in high school, I was, I've was i always been a nerdy kid. But like in high school, it wasn't a thing that you were like, you wanted people to know. You're like, oh, I'm hiding my book because someone's going to say something. Also, like, I don't think I ever had the, co- I never cosplayed until LeakyCon. And having like the shield of a child, it's like, oh, I'm taking Chloe to LeakyCon, you know? <laughs> Really, I'm just like so pumped to be able to go. I don't know. I, it was it was just so much fun. I did Rita, I did, which and I didn't know I did a bound until I listened to your episode on bounding. But I did a, a Rita bound, and it was just so fun. And I I can't wait to do it again. Chloe, who do you want to dress up next time you go to a convention? Who do you want to be next? I probably would want to be a remember all. Did I ever show you Virginia's remember all? Yeah. Yes. We saw that one. Um, Boston? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was amazing. She's so creative. I, I will, love her. I will admit, that's half of my problem. Not half of my problem, but that's like half the battle for me whenever we're at conventions or, or Universal and I see people in cosplay is I start to identify them very much with that one cosplay. So for instance, the perfect example for me is uh, our friend Amanda, Magic Under the Stairs. Mm, lavender. <laughs> who is Lavender. Yeah, he is Lavender. And then, and sure enough, like the first day of Uncelebration back in January at Universal, she wore her Lavender. So I was like, okay, this makes sense. I'm I'm on board. And then the next day, she was in her Cornish Pixie outfit. Which is also... Which is perfect. Outstanding. But like, she started, I I forget exactly. Different human. Yeah, she was like talking to me or something. And I literally, I think it was Brandy, who like I leaned into, I was like, who is that? <laughs> it's lavender dressed as a Cornish pixie. Yeah, that that's one of like the fun things because I don't cosplay. I don't. Yeah, you keep saying that. Why not? No, it just I. Steven, no. as a, as an almost forty year old person who never cosplayed before, try it once. You might really like it. The closest I ever come to cosplaying is when I throw on a Giants jersey and go to a game. <laughs> And that's it. That's it. You could be like a really cool Charlie Weasley. I like that. I'll take that. Yeah. You could do like the dragon hide gloves and I don't know. Maybe he No, he lost me. No, maybe we could start with like Quidditch fan. No, maybe we can start with guy in some form of a Harry Potter t-shirt. You've already started with that. Exactly. And that's where I'm starting and ending. So he's saying that if he wore anything besides khakis, nobody would recognize him. Well, also, I wouldn't recognize myself. Who am I without my khakis? You don't think it would be fun to do Charlie Weasley? I don't think it would. The most bomb Weasley. I don't think it would be fun to do any of the (laughs) costumes. I have all of the respect in the world for all y'all who do. Like, I have seen Brandy and Chelsea up till God knows what hour, you know, gluing things and and all the work. Like, I respect that. I I, eating popsicles to get a mermaid mirror back together. I wasn't wasn't offered any popsicles. What do you mean? Did they use so, Boston filter? It had to be deconstructed for the air for the airplane. So then we had to reconstruct it in Boston and we couldn't find like any major craft stores. So they bought popsicles. So we're all like eating fudge sickles to put it back together for the next day. I like Come that th- you actually ate them and didn't just melt uh-huh. them down the sink. Yeah, no, we ate them. No, waste not one. <laughs> don't waste popsicles. Yeah. Come to think of it, I'm pretty sure the reason I wasn't involved in the popsicle eating is because that was the night I decided to drink an entire 64-ounce growler of Downy Cider. Yes. Um, and I, I was in I was in either an alcohol or sugar-induced coma. One, one, I one they were sugar. I did a story on them a few years ago, and I went to their old um, place. They were great. Yeah, we yeah. really liked it. We did their little tap room. That's not so little. Well, no, it's like a warehouse. 
I haven't been to their new their new place. I think they used to be in East Boston, but I don't think they're there anymore. The place we went to was in East Boston, right on the river. Oh, um, there's like um, like a handful of like what looked like seafood restaurants that were also were like old warehouses, kind of right there along the river. Yeah. Looking right across to like the international to the aquarium, train, yeah, to the seaport and all that, right? Wow, you guys really, really went in places that tourists don't go. Well, we also were staying up there, which means oh, here's another. Yeah, we were walking distance from there, and I was meeting up with one of my good friends there. Oh, okay, gotcha. We also enjoyed Santarpio's pizza like four times that weekend. Oh, so you're on Route One. <laughs> we, we were like right on the street, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it was great. Oh, Danny, that's what I got. Why don't we head into creator shoutouts? Okay, okay, so as you guys know, I had a real problem with this. So I'm I'm making the list, and I'm like, this is like the Oscars. They're gonna like play me out. On no, no, no. Look, look, create creator shoutout away. Let the listeners know though. The list is not just like a couple names on a piece of paper. It's like a notepad that's got easily uh, thirty <laughs> names on it. Yeah, and this is like me just crying because I couldn't fit everybody. Oh, we I love like that. everybody. We love that. So for the like legitimate creator shout outs, I already said Bailey, Karina and Virginia. Those are the ones that like really got me into the pottergram. But the ones that I've been like really loving lately are Candace and Craig at the wizarding Thibs. I can't get over them. Their photos are so beautiful. Um, Lexi and Eddie at Potter Primos, they were the first ones that I saw doing like the um, little animations in their posts. I thought they were so, so cute. And they're just so creative. Sarah at Magic Her Way. A real sweetie, but also I really appreciate how generous she is with teaching people how to do stuff. Because when I first started looking at all these pictures, I was like, what? Are they actually wizards? Like, how do they make these pictures? And she's like, oh, let me show you. And she does. So um, also Jenny from the block, Jenny, she's become like one of my really good friends. And she writes these really funny parody songs that I think are just so cute. And then the last one is Steph at Vesper Veritas. When she, when I first found her page, I was like, this woman is going to take out a restraining order against me. Like I was sharing every single one of her posts. Like I love her so much. I'm like, this is getting creepy. I need to stop, but I, I think she's great. And then my other list are just, they're also amazing creators, but they're also like my friends now. So do you want me to like run through them all? Go for it. Yeah, the okay. answer is yes. Yay. Okay. So Robin, Kelsey, Alexia, Emily, Paula, Lara, Jess, Michelle, Moni, Steven, Mella, AJ, Shauna, Kim, Shana, Nev, Nicolette, Camille, Heather. Trey, Brad, a million more that I forgot. <laughs> so it, I'm like the um, yearbook. I, I'm like the yearbook entry. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, I am 1000% guilty of starting a list during episodes and then realizing I don't remember everybody I want to include on said list and then feeling very bad because I know I left. Oh, I know I'm going to have forgotten so yeah. many people. And Okay, so I'll start with on the note of feeling like you're going to get a restraining order taken out against you. Against you. Um, Maddie and Magic is this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful... Her name's Maddie. Her name's not Maddie and Magic. Her Instagram is Maddie and Magic, but I don't think Anne Magic is part of her legal name. Maddie is this Instagrammer. She has pins that she has an Etsy shop, and she has pins that she is creating, designing. Uh, the next shout-out, Danny, you're going to kill me, is actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in one. So last weekend when we were, you know, from the time we were recording, so the first weekend in August, uh, there was the Wondrous Wizard Weekend, which was this whole huge, kind of like a virtual con, kind of like what we did with Magic from Home Con, but it was very specific towards pins. As y'all know, I've gotten deep into the pin world at this point. Um, and so there were seven different accounts, uh, you know, creators, sets of creators behind this weekend, and they all came out with some special release pins Y'all probably saw the chocolate frog card ones that they were all doing, but it, it, a handful of really incredible people who clearly spent a ton of time working to make that a reality. We, Danny and I know what it's like to try to put on a virtual convention and try to get every detail right. So like shout out to y'all. Cause I know there was a lot of work there. So I want to shout out sunset road co 
Uh, double shout out because I know you're based in Jersey right now, and I know you had a lot of not a lot. You had some, from what it seems like, damage due to the hurricane that came through the other day. So, so shouts to you, uh, Kimchi Creative, um, our friend Stina at Laser Brain Patchco, Oddment and Tweak, uh, the Jaime Twins, um, and y'all know that I love your work already. That's not new news for y'all. Uh, Sarah Casico, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right, um, and the Pin Studio. So, seriously, love the pins that y'all put out, but perhaps more importantly, shout out for all the work that you guys did to make last weekend a reality. And the last person I'm going to shout out, Danny, I think, wow, look at me with seven, eight, nine shout outs today, is the one and the only Sydney Dean from Sid Sketched. Um, who at this point has become like a, a cornerstone sponsor of the podcast, if you will. Sydney today at the time of recording just released the design for her final in the series of character portraits she's been doing on her Patreon, but she just released the design for Ginny. Um, and, and Sydney's artwork is just so incredible. I've said it once, I'll say it again. It's, it's full of color and it's like such vibrant color yet. It's all like pastels. So like, that's like a really cool thing. I don't know how she accomplishes her work is inclusive. Uh, she herself is like super kind and caring and wonderful. And so, yeah. Um, for what feels like at least the fifth or sixth time as an official creator shout out for one of these episodes, Sydney, uh, all of my love goes to you. So Danny, that's who I got for this week. Now, Chloe, I know you have YouTube videos and you mentioned some people earlier. Are there any Harry Potter people you like to look at their things or on YouTube or anything? Mm-hmm. You really like Tessa Netting. Yeah. Yeah. She's because a good one. Tessa Netting, I don't know if you guys know this, but she was on a Disney Channel show called Bucked that Chloe really, really loves. Yeah. She played a character called Hazel, and she was kind of like the mean, annoying girl. And then on Instagram, she's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. She's great. Remember when we saw her doing all the accents on YouTube? Yeah. Amazing. I'd say that that she's probably your favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And then my shout out is for Pop, as in Funko Pop dot t-t-e-r head so pop period turhead and she has a lot of pops for her name but she has a lot of really cool photography with just setups um and it's not all pop related there are a lot of other things on her profile and she has a bunch of wand pictures but it's just fun to look at you guys are great i have all these new accounts to follow (laughs) Also, can I give one more shout out to you guys for Magic from Home Pond? Because that was so fun. It was like so thoughtfully done and sweet and uh, just really, really awesome. It was one of the first times I had interacted with anyone outside of Instagram. And it was a blast. So great job. Well, look, I will gladly take all the credit. So I say thank you. Um, or no, I don't say thank you. I say you're welcome, really, I guess, more than anything. Um, but I'd be remiss if I if we also didn't, of course, shout out Chelsea and Brandy, um, Gryffindor pinup, and, of course, the one, the only Simply Potter girl. That was truly a collaborative effort amongst the four of us and um, would not have been anything, much less what it was without all four of us kind of doing what we did to make that a reality and Beyond that, we had help from so many amazing people, be it uh, Dank, um, House of Phoenix cosplay, or, or Katie, the Harry Potter fan, or Karina, who for like the seventh time this episode gets her Instagram shouted out as the magical Latina. Um, you know, Bradley, Brad Bakes did a segment, and um, our, our amazing our amazing partners over at Transfiguring Adoption, Darren Fink, and 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 his team. And yeah, that was if it's funny because. That was literally, I think, the week before I made the move and I drove from Arizona out here to South Carolina. And it feels like it was like five years ago. It does feel like it was five years ago. Yeah. yeah. It does not feel like that was something we did like five months ago. Yeah. Well, let's get your socials so people know where to follow you. I am at the Preppy Witch. And Chloe, what's your YouTube? It's called Clocraft. 
All right. So everyone go follow them. You will not regret it. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. This was so fun. This was so fun. I, I, so I don't do any of the work for this podcast, as we've established. Um, <laughs> I just show up and tell bad jokes, and that's that. When Danny told me that we weren't only getting Alex, but we were also getting Chloe, I was like, wow, that was the best thing we could have done. Um, cause I've seen, obviously I've seen snippets of you, Chloe, from what your mom puts up on Instagram. Um, but this has been so lovely. Y'all are both incredible. And I love, I love, 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 love. Look, I don't know how I feel about having my own children one day, but if I do, I really want to have an Alex and Chloe where like my child is just so deeply into Harry Potter like me. And it just seems great. And y'all are wonderful. So, so thank you so much for coming on. Always the best. <laughs> I have to say. Well, expelled.